You are listening to the Mom to Mom podcast, hosted by Stephanie Sinclair, founder and owner of How to Mom. This podcast is meant to empower women and bring the community together through storytelling and education. During these episodes, you will hear stories of triumph, heartache, and hope. You will hear time-tested tips and tricks shared by mamas and women. You will hear a variety of birth stories that will resonate with all birthing families, advice from professionals who have dedicated their teachings to pregnancy, birth, and moms. Here, you will find encouragement, support, and community because we are your community and we are so happy to have you. Now on to today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I am so excited today to interview Jennifer Ingvalsted. Jennifer is a nationally board certified body work therapist, abdominal therapy practitioner, craniosacral therapist, massage therapist, shiatsu therapist, birth worker, and yoga instructor. Wow. Jennifer has been in full private practice since 2003 and has also managed various wellness centers in which she created the wellness programs and services and also trained the therapists. She also taught at her school in which she graduated from Center Point Massage and Shiatsu Therapy School and Clinic. Now, Jennifer has a thriving practice in the Bryn Mawr neighborhood of Minneapolis, where she first first began her career in body work. She continues to feel most inspired by the abdominal therapy, working with those on a fertility journey during pregnancy, postpartum, those transitioning through menopause, digestive support, those on a trauma healing journey, and chronic or acute pain patterns. She frequently combines therapies in her sessions, bringing an intuitive touch to each session. Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us today, Jennifer. Thank you. That was a really lovely introduction. I mean, it is just impeccable, the knowledge that you have. And I want all of our listeners to know um, this interview would be happening regardless. However, I feel very lucky to have to tell you guys today that I have been on Jennifer's table. And her and I have had these conversations even with somebody who is in the birth space where I walked in, met you that morning, and I had so many questions about this work. Um, so much that I didn't know, so much that I still don't know. And I just think you bring a whole never a whole nother level of knowledge and how women are able to find care that they really can't find elsewhere. So we're really, yeah. really lucky to have you. Oh, well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. So if you could kind of just start and share what your journey has looked like um, and what kind of brought you to this work and, you know, how your passion kind of started in this field. Sure. Well, I actually knew nothing about this work when I started my body work um, training and journey. So I started my uh, massage practice, uh, first becoming a shiatsu practitioner. And it was as that program was winding up, I had a really wonderful um, business development uh, teacher, Kim Hart, who also does this work. And um, at the end of that class, at our, our final celebration, 
Um, I remember she brought in, while we were all having a potluck, she brought in this video called Sastoon, which talks about now my teacher, Rosita Arvigo, uh, apprenticing with her teacher, Donalihio Ponti of Central America. And she put on this video and I just remember like all I could focus on, like I was just like soaking this up. I'd never even heard about the country of Belize. I'd never heard about this work. This all just was all new information to me. And I just remember being captivated by it. And um, then asking Kim some more specific information for it and then going to see her for my own challenges. At that time, it was I was just seeking out a therapy for myself with painful periods, irregular periods, really severe cramping that from an early age would land me in the ER, many misdiagnoses. Um, and through working with Kim and then also uh, receiving acupuncture, I was able to correct all of that. And I started my um, then training journey, again, more so just to go deeper for myself. Mm -hmm. um, I never had the intention of focus focusing on this therapy at all, or I had never dreamed about moving out of the country or anything. But um, after I was trained in this work, which I originally was trained in the in the U.S., both in Minneapolis and then out east with Rosita out east, um, uh, my practice just became almost exclusively the Maya abdominal therapy um, overnight. So, quick question: yeah. When you were yeah. dealing with these really heavy, painful periods trips to the ER, I think so many mm -hmm. people will be able to answer this question along with you. Were you ever introduced to this work as a potential um, answer to what you were going through? No, Never. no, no. I mean, in fact, today, most most people do not yeah. know about this work at all. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you studied, did you study here in Minneapolis first and then go out East or? Yeah. So at that time, so the, the work itself has changed names over the years for various reasons. It's also the way that they've um, trained practitioners has changed over the years because they train um, like anybody who has a license to touch. Uh, so this is mostly like massage therapists, midwives, um, nurse practitioners, uh, those are most of the, the um, our group of practitioners that are able to train and then do perform this work. Okay. Um, so at that time, I took my first workshop here in Minneapolis with Kim, that was just self-care. And then a year later, I studied with Rosita out east um, for a week-long workshop to learn the work and how to apply this to clients. And then a few years later, I traveled to Belize to become certified in the work, um, study the spiritual and herbal aspects of the work, and then also spend some time in Belize where this work came from. So when I went down to study, I also moved down there for, for a year to really just spend time in the culture and integrate the work. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but I loved the lifestyle. In Belize so much <laughs> that um, it it just really kind of like changed changed my path. And I came back to the Twin Cities. That's when I did my yoga teacher certification because I also um, was asked quite frequently throughout that year living in Belize if 
I would teach yoga because people knew I practiced it. And then I came back, was certified, and then went back down and then spent the majority of the next 10 years in Belize. Okay. Teaching and as a therapist? Yes. Amazing. Okay. And so um, you really dove in. And I think kind of in the intro, we talked about that being surrounded in that nature and Mm -hmm. really kind of honing in on the spiritual end of it and finding that intuition so that when Mm -hmm. somebody comes to you for that therapy, obviously you have the training and the tools, but really being able to lean in to, I mean, would it be at all considered in line with Reiki or is that completely different? Um, I would say that's, that's, that's different. I actually haven't studied Reiki. I've, I've experienced it and I might compare that a little bit more to cranial sacral, which I do. Okay. But, um, yeah, I'm less familiar with Reiki. Yeah. Okay. And so then at what point did you come back to the U S and start your, Oh, I, I kind of bounced back and forth a bit because, um, you know, it's hard being away from home. Yes. And also after experiencing Caribbean winters yeah. <laughs> and the all the long process of um, work permits and now I have residency in Belize, but it was um, you know, it's a lot of a lot of loops to jump through to even work in Belize. Okay. Or anywhere out of the country. Yeah. Um, so I did go back and forth quite a bit. Um what was it like studying under being trained by and mentored by such influential therapists, like really being able to be right next to somebody? Um, I mean, I just, that just is a whole different level. I feel yeah, like of it's, training. it's an incredible gift. You know, Kim Hart here in the Twin Cities is incredibly gifted. Um, and she herself has spent a lot of time in Belize months on end working right next to Rosita. Wow. And then working with Rosita um many times over the years um and her lineage being so collect- so connected to Dona Ligio, it's and and there's other healers um that have influenced her work as well but it's just it's an absolute incredible gift. Yeah. And Rosita has come here to the Twin Cities. She's okay. actually spoken um, at my office before, and she's also held her herbal um, conferences here. So she does quite a bit of work in the U.S., um, you know, during the summer months. Oh, I'm going to be on the lookout if that is ever yeah. another oh, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely keep you opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we can dive a little bit deeper mm-hmm. than um, because you offer so many different therapies at your private right. practice. Um, I know that you kind of your specialty is really the abdominal therapy. But what I was so amazed with just from my own personal experience is that there were other therapies incorporated in my session. And so it wasn't Mm -hmm. just focused on, well, and maybe too, we should dive in a little bit deeper of what is abdominal therapy? Sure. You know, because I think a lot of people have no idea. Maybe they've heard that term, but what exactly is that? And and what are you doing um, when you use that therapy? Yeah. So um, the abdominal therapy, and it's been called um, Maya abdominal therapy. It's been called the Arvigo tech techniques of Maya abdominal therapy. Um, let's see what else. Um, Arvigo therapy. 
Um, all of these therapies stem from the lineage uh, through Dona Ligio, who was Maya descent, originally from Guatemala, but the Maya, um, you know, culture is throughout the Yucatan Peninsula into Guatemala, Belize, Honduras. Um, that That is the, the true lineage of this work. And the abdominal therapy um, is mostly for women, although men can receive it. And this work has um, kind of solidified more of a protocol and an understanding of like what's happening on a Western perspective for both for both men and women. But this is not just a therapy for women, although that is mostly who, who I treat. Um, so the abdominal therapy, it's a it's an abdominal massage. So I'm massaging your belly, and it's the foundation of the work is the position of the uterus. So the uterus has many ligaments, and just like other ligaments in the body, um, from injury or um, posture or anything really, like walking in heels, walking barefoot, running, all of these things that impact our uterine ligaments affect the uterus and the uterus's position. So most women have a misaligned uterus. And in the U.S., that is just considered normal. Mm -hmm. um, where other um, cultures have recognized that it's optimal to be centered and upright. So that's really the foundation of this work, although the abdominal therapy encompasses the whole abdomen. So there's quite a bit of upper abdominal work that's involved, um, which really helps with so many things. I mean, your, your stomach, so digestion, diaphragm, breath. Um, you know, I, as a part of my training as well, outside of the abdominal therapy or the Maya abdominal therapy is digestive massage. So actually like tracing the colon and, and the whole digestive tract, which really helps with constipation, diarrhea, um, you know, irritable bowel, uh, Crohn's, all types of digestive disorders. All right, you guys, we're just going to take a brief break so that I can tell you all about one of How To Mom's favorite go-to brands and products. Earth Mama Organics formulates and creates organic and natural herbal pregnancy, postpartum, breastfeeding, and baby care products. We believe that they are one of the best and the safest personal care products on the market for both you and for baby. You can follow the link in our bio or you can go to howtomom.com backslash links, follow the Earth Mama Organics link and enter how to mom for your promotional code to receive 15% off. All right, now back to today's show. Yeah, and usually these symptoms and or diagnosis, diagnoses are just kind of what we are given here in the United States. Mm -hmm. Like, yep, you have chronic constipation and here are some medications that could hopefully maybe should possibly mm -hmm. on some days help you and that yeah. like is pretty much where we are left and that's just one example of a condition um and and i i know just through the conversations that you and i have had and obviously just in general learning about my own body and meeting a ton of women who are either trying to get pregnant pregnant or postpartum mm -hmm. It's so sad because that should not be the state that we are living where it's like, yep, I just have chronic constipation or irritable bowel mm -hmm. syndrome. 
and that we're just like left to deal with that. And I can even relate, you know, as a teenager who had really, really difficult, you know, periods and irregular periods. Mm -hmm. And at first I was just given birth control. Like, yeah. here, this is what we can give you. And nobody followed up to ask if I had still, you know, if I was continuously on birth control for 10 years, which I really relate to my fertility issues for sure. Um, and so that is why this therapy needs to be more well-known here in the United States. Um, and I had originally, of course, I had heard of abdominal massage many times through some amazing clients who were just much more um, knowledgeable than I was, even as their doula. And I kept asking questions and I had a really bad episode last spring. Um, and it's pretty much from all of the scar tissue I have in my abdomen from multiple, multiple, multiple surgeries. And really the only option my OB could offer me was surgery. <laughs> and I'm thinking, doesn't that kind of just add to the issue? And so I was so thankful to Mercedes, who is on our team here at How To Mom, um, that she introduced us. And I want to talk, and I'm not sure if you start every session this way, but what was something that was new for me was the castro oil pack. The only thing I had ever really heard of castor oil before meeting you was to induce labor potentially. Um, so yeah. can we talk a little bit about those packs? Cause that was like eye opening. And the yeah. fact that that is something that we can be doing at home yeah. is also like, why don't people know about this? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. In fact, I, you know, as, um, as I had concluded there, I was starting to think like, oh yeah, the, the, the scar tissue, like that's such a big one for, you know, so many women for whatever surgery it, it has been in your core, um, you know, scar tissue impacts the entire abdomen. And so the castor oil packs have always been a tool that we've used with abdominal therapy, but it, I did not start my practice um, using like castor oil packing in sessions. Okay. Um, that has been newer and that's not like, um, like a part of the protocol for the Maya abdominal therapy or the abdominal therapy. Okay. Um, but I have found that I'm able to make such a greater impact on using the castor oil packs right before a session, because what the castor oil does is it penetrates deep into the tissue. It softens and releases adhesions. Um, it stimulates digestion. Um, it warms the tissue. I feel like I'm able to be so much more productive in a session. Um, and I feel like the effects last longer as well with that. It's also something, so a castor oil um, pack is castor oil on top of a piece, piece of cloth that's put right on the abdomen and then heat is applied over it. Okay. And also castor oil is a really great, it, in fact, I'm recently learned that it's like one of the best carrier oils. So if you want to use another oil, like an essential oil for a particular reason, using it with castor oil will help bring that essential oil into the tissue. 
very interesting. Yeah. yeah. I feel like yeah. the only two that we really hear about is coconut oil or almond oil. Right. Never even yeah. considered. Yeah. And so that is something that I have continued um, mm-hmm. because not only was it just a very relaxing set to kind of start the session, mm-hmm. but you really do feel the heat and you really do mm-hmm. feel um, the softness kind of come over you, yeah. which is it was just mind blowing to me that I had never heard about that tool. So in addition to the many therapies that you practice and also using the castor oil tool, are there other tools that you use in your sessions? Um, In sessions themselves. I know that we had kind of talked a little bit about cupping and I know that I have referred some clients who maybe have a breech baby for the moxibustion, if you can kind of talk a little bit about those additional tools that you have experience with. Sure. Yeah. So cupping therapy is a therapy I've also incorporated into um, sessions when applicable, sometimes on the abdomen, but more so I would say for upper back and neck tension, which is, you know, super common. Actually, our whole neck, jaw, um, upper upper kind of trap area is a mirror image of what what's happening in like our pelvic floor. And so oftentimes I will start with a castor oil pack in the belly and then start working on the neck, head, jaw, incorporating both massage, shiatsu, and cranial sacral. And I start to gather an image of what I may be finding in the abdomen. So like, I really love to just kind of check and compare. And also like, there's so many fascial connections and I start to like see like the whole pattern of of the whole body um, when I start that way. And I like to just kind of like guess like, oh, where am I gonna find the uterus? Like, and and um, just from the years of doing this work, I would say like 99% of the time I can figure out like- I remember asking you when I first um, got on your table and, and again, I'm sure everybody's a little bit different, but I'm kind of like, I'm the person who asks all the questions during my session. And it was, it was so amazing to kind of hear what your thoughts were when you were, you know, working on my neck and my head and then to have the same findings, you know, yeah. it's the value. It's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 And it just gives us this uh, deeper awareness of how everything is connected. Um Versus, yeah, like you're right, some oftentimes in Western medicine, like we'll just look at that one piece when we're actually so much more holistic in mind and body. Yeah, absolutely. And we, I think we even kind of went on a tangent too, just with birth work, right? When we're talking about a woman who's laboring and has a lot of tension in different areas of their body and how that can play such a role and, you know, what's happening in their pelvic floor area. Yeah. And like, you just even like vocalizing and the breath work that all helps to open up where if you're like clenched up here, it's going to clench up so down in your core. So absolutely that, that translates a lot to labor and delivery. Yeah. And mm-hmm. can you kind of just tell our listeners today a little bit more of what is shiatsu and also oh, sure. what is moxibustion? I feel like those are two yeah. things that I'm still learning. And I feel like if I was listening today without any knowledge, I would want, I would want to know a little bit more about what those mean. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Shiatsu is based in traditional Chinese medicine. So it's the same meridian system and um, acupuncture points that acupuncturists use. Yes. Same same reasons why we would use those particular points, but it's using um, various types of uh, pressure or massage techniques along those meridians to free up flow of, yeah. of energy. Yeah. Um, and then moxa is an herb that we use over specific points to penetrate deep into that point to have some type of an effect. So um, like I might use moxa on somebody's abdomen um, if their uterus is cold. Okay. Like that is oftentimes, yeah. our, I shouldn't say often, but that is a common um, finding is that the uterus will actually be cold. And that can be for a lot of different reasons, but moxa, along with castor oil packing, will kind of penetrate deep into that tissue and help warm um, the tissue, also giving it uh, energy. Qi is the word that they use in traditional Chinese medicine. In Maya, it's chulel. So it's the same concept. There's a lot of crossover, actually, between Maya medicine and Chinese medicine. Hey, interesting. So, yeah. And then you had um, alluded to that uh, that point on the pinky toe. Uh, I think it's bladder 67. I'd have to double check. Yeah. But it's the last point on the bladder meridian, which um, when there's a breech baby, that is one of the techniques among many that could be used at the end to help encourage that that turn. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah. much knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, if we could kind of just talk through a little bit, um, if I am somebody in the on this journey of trying to conceive, but I've had some troubles or mm -hmm. um, kind of just going through each different stage or season of life that some of our listeners might be in, um, what what are different symptoms within those different journeys that you're really able to treat and or help with, um, whether it be like during pregnancy, maybe some different mm -hmm. symptoms that somebody may be experiencing, or obviously through my own experience with you is my postpartum journey. And I always say like, it doesn't matter that my twins are six, like I'm still on this postpartum yeah, journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so just guys with an 11 year old boy. Yes. <laughs> it's a new body, lots of yep. changes, lots of different things that have occurred over the last six years. Mm -hmm. And I also think a part of it too, just my own personal journey is I now feel like I have some time to really mm -hmm. hone in on my body, right? I'm not breastfeeding yep. any longer. I don't have a baby on my hip. Yeah. Not that I shouldn't have started treating long ago, but yep. I really feel like now I'm in this space and this season of life where I'm like, okay, let's kind of get to know my body, this new body of mine now mm -hmm. post, um, you know, babies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me speak to, um, fertility first and we'll kind of go through those, those stages, um, knowing that there's so many more, yes. but yes, for fertility, I work with women who, um, have struggled to conceive for a long time or are thinking about like, I might want to start conceiving in a couple years and want to get my body ready. 
Um, so again, because of the, the way this work impacts the position of the uterus, it could be as simple as flow. Uterus being in the right position, sperm getting where it needs to at the right time of the month. Um, and that could be that could be it. That could be all that's needed for other people um, like this. This work also and the castor oil packing can impact um, the uterine tubes. So tubes that have um, been injured or uh, I can't remember the, that dye test that they'll oftentimes do. Uh, women on the fertility journey, they might find like, oh, this, this tube is blocked for whatever reason. This work can also impact um, that flow. Um, every woman is different, but most, most people that are on a fertility journey come away with this finding of unexplained fertility. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're still learning about what that is, whether it's environmental, uh, whether it's, you know, chemical, our, the food that we eat, hormones, there's so many different elements, but this work does um, influence our hormones through direct communication um, between the uterus and the brain, which is a really important aspect of it, freeing up the flow of um, blood, lymph, chi around these organ systems helps with, with all of that communication. So with, for, with women that come to me for fertility, I like to see them um, somewhere in their cycle after menstruation and before ovulation, because I don't want to interrupt the flow of a menstrual cycle too much. Um, and also we want to do this work before or all the way up to even like implantation time. Okay. But after then, we don't want to mess with the uterus yeah. you know, too much. Um, I can do supportive work during that time. Like it's much lighter. Okay. Um, cranial sacral work is really good for that time. So some women that are on their fertility journey might want to see me after they've tried to conceive that month just to you know allow their nervous system to uh, calm down and be more receptive. Um, and I also work with women that are either approaching this on a completely um, as natural as they can. So like not using interventions like IUIs and IVFs, yep. but I work with plenty of women that are also going through um, IUI, IVF, sur surrogacy even. Mm -hmm. And we um, just time the work to coincide with that cycle because sometimes it's interrupted from their natural right. flow. Um, but yeah, I mean, studies are, we, there are not many studies on the Maya work specifically, but for acupuncture itself, there's, um, which I don't do just to clarify, I'm not an acupuncturist, but there, there are studies that show that doing these types of supportive therapies along with IUI or IVF increases the um, success rate. Hey guys, it's Stephanie Sinclair, founder and owner of How To Mom. I'm just interrupting today's episode to make sure you are well aware of all that How To Mom offers. We, of course, are a community and a support group for all moms at all stages of life, but we also offer a large variety of services that I wanted to make sure you are well aware of. We offer birth doula services, both in-person or online support. We have birth 
support groups with different birth packages to choose from. We also provide placenta encapsulation services, lactation services from our lactation counselors. We also offer postpartum services, birth planning assistance, belly casting. We have a registered dietitian nutritionist. We also offer a variety of photography services from birth, newborn, and family packages. We truly have it all here at How To Mom. So please don't hesitate to reach out today to have a free consult and help us find the best way to support you in your pregnancy, birth, and postpartum journey. Now back to today's episode. Yeah. And just to, to regulate a cycle, I, that was my biggest kind of goal with this therapy, aside from um, decreasing the discomfort I was experiencing, mm-hmm. which that was pretty, I have to say that was pretty instant um, mm-hmm. in terms of, yeah, feeling so much better with, you know, really breaking that scar tissue up. Um, right. Yeah, absolutely. But just having some type of maybe not regular periods, but I mean, there were years and years that there was no cycle at all. Mm, Um, And so I feel like that's incredible too. So like you said, even those that are maybe not ready to conceive right now, but they're wanting to really prepare and prep their body and and get things aligned. um, Just that sense of being able to feel so proactive has to be empowering because I don't feel like that was available to me when Brian and I kind of started thinking, it was kind of like, oh, geez, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope we don't have any issues. And that was yeah. like all that was in my, that I felt like was in my toolbox, which is so unfortunate because there's so many things that I could have done now looking back. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's incredible. So then um, what about your clients who are currently pregnant? Yeah. So I can work with um, pregnant women at any stage. Um, I do not do direct uterine work for most of the first trimester, but then, um, second and into third trimester, we actually start doing a lot more abdominal work, which is probably my favorite and most rewarding time to work with women because, um, I really can feel like what's happening and I can feel baby it's all very gentle work but um the 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 concept and the intention is the same of supporting the uterus and working gently with those uterine ligaments and most women again because of our just modern lifestyle most women's uteruses are a little bit low and that can impact baby's position it can impact the pain we feel in our back and our legs like that you know, we've got uh, anatomically, you have your uterus, or sorry, your bladder, your uterus, and your rectum, and then baby being right, you know, growing low and right in between there impacts digestion, impacts all of that nerve flow into our legs and our low back. So um, working gently using both the Maya abdominal therapy techniques and also cranial sacral, oftentimes, like, it's super cool to just, like, hold, do like a cranial sacral hold on, like I'll have one hand underneath um, the sacrum and one hand like low, just right above the pubic bone and just feel that cranial sacral and like real gentle, like I'm not even moving my hands, but I can feel so much going on. And it's this real gentle, like lifting that occurs. Um, 
to, to give you like maybe another example, I saw a client last week for the first time who'd never seen me and she was 37 weeks pregnant and um, she was open to this work, which I asked her about beforehand. I didn't know exactly what she was expecting from, you know, a massage, but yeah. she was open to the abdominal work. And I noticed right away that baby was just completely on the right side, head down, but on the right side. And I could just tell by, you know, looking at her initially. Right. And so then, you know, as we're just getting to know her, um, know each other, I was asking her about baby's position. And sure enough, baby's been over there like the whole time, feels all the kicks on the left. Um, and it, this was not a long session. It was, I, especially with the first time seeing her, I didn't want to schedule longer than an hour. I wanted to make sure that, you know, we encompassed all of her um, pain points. And so this was not a long session and baby completely shifted to the center and she was just absolutely amazed because mm -hmm. she's like, I had no idea that I could feel this good at 37 weeks. Yeah. And not not all babies are like that. Like some babies really like kind of find their spot and want to stay there, whether that's for an anatomical reason or that's just something with that baby's journey. Um, but anyways, it was very rewarding to experience like this immediate shift from such gentle work. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think too, yeah. just the the touch side and the energy side, you know, I feel like in our society or oftentimes we're like afraid to kind of mm. connect, like yeah. we almost feel like scared or like, you know, yeah. fear is like, okay, just, just don't touch baby. And, and yeah. I don't know if that sounds crazy, but I just feel like there sometimes is not that connection. And for you mm -hmm. to be able to hold space too, for these moms who have these beautiful growing babies in their belly and to really help them kind of connect and become in tune and also just that gentle touch too. I'm sure babies really enjoy that. Yes. It's wild how yeah. much they move. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Either it's, I can feel like either they're like, moving because they're exploring new space or like sometimes they'll just get really like I can tell they're they're awake and aware but they're just kind of like also enjoying yeah <laughs> or like like you experience work. right yes who does yeah and also like uh a lot of you know being pregnant whether you're supported through your journey and doing it on your own or not like it's just such a it's such an individual experience like you are the only one that's experiencing this pregnancy at that level and i just feel like i get like a little bit of a snapshot um a little bit of just like tuning in to like what that woman is experiencing at that moment with her baby it creates more of a connection and it's also validating you know for for a woman to you know be told like I understand why you're feeling this way, or I can feel that too, or just whatever it is. Yeah. And I will say too, just um, your energy and the way that you welcome your clients into that space, it felt like such a safe place to be vulnerable because oftentimes the things that we're talking about aren't always easy, right? Or mm -hmm. feeling naive and like not even understanding our own bodies and what's yeah. happening and I just felt like every conversation we have had has been so gentle, 
so free of judgment and just really trying to understand what's happening. Um, Cause I did kind of feel like I was a little bit of a mess when I first came <laughs> in, you know, and yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's happening with my body yeah. and thinking back to my pregnancies and my births and all yes. those are very vulnerable raw conversations and so I just thank you not only for the work that you do with the skills that you have and the knowledge but also just feeling super comfortable in your space and feeling like it, I I did not feel rushed in the conversation we had prior to you really wanted to understand what was happening what I was feeling what I was experiencing um, and I feel like so much of that, even just in itself, mm -hmm. is <laughs> incredible for women. And um, unfortunately, not enough get to experience that. And so thank you for, for that and allowing me to be very vulnerable as well as one of your clients. Absolutely. That is one of the most important parts of the session is just, um, it's in, in, uh, in Spanish or in Central America, it's called the platica, the talk and the chat and just like how that's such a healing part of it and like sharing your journey and our bodies our bodies are our history and so um all of that it's super normal to feel vulnerable it's very normal to feel emotional and to feel hesitant like most people have never had their belly massaged or touched at all no, that's and so astonishing to think of like yeah. that never yeah. happening and so being able to just experience that is yeah yeah and it's always um I hope I communicate this to every client that I have but it's the work is always under your control so the pressure um if you even want to be touched or not at that time with whatever is coming up, like oftentimes women, this is supernatural to even come in right away and just start crying like the first time that they've met, met me because they're just like holding all of this, whether it was like recovering from a cesarean delivery and a, and a birth not going the way that they had envisioned or, you know, some type of, of trauma from any time of their life most of that is held in our core. Yeah. And so like oftentimes as women are like filling out the paperwork, it brings up all of that stuff. And it's kind of like the your body's getting ready to release something and you don't know what it is. And you come in and you're like, you're talking about, well, this is going on and that's going on. And like, you know, women get emotional. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know that you will agree with, with me on this, just with, you know, having the honor of working with so many women and feeling like a safe place for them um, because there are so many that go their entire lifetime without sharing mm -hmm. their frustrations or their trauma or their emotions. And it is such a true honor to be able to be that person that they trust and just to breathe some belief that like, healing can begin and yes. that you have people out there um, that not only are available, but want to hear your story. Like, yeah, it's very, your, your story is so important. And I know I'm somebody who feels honored and a hundred percent available and open to that and wanting to continue to 
be in that space. And I know that I even felt that from you. And I know that you also hold that honor and, and feel this, this work is so important. This work mm -hmm. is so, so important. Yep. Um, and then just lastly, um, and then I think we'll wrap up. Um, but in terms of postpartum, I can imagine there are a large variety of reasons why women are coming to treat with you. And so it's probably hard to, to even kind of cover that just because there's so many different reasons. But at what point in their postpartum journey should they be in contact with you for treatment? I will see somebody at any point. I've seen somebody the day of, three days later, six weeks later. It um, So we just modify the work based on what's going on. So um, the kind of more direct protocol would be six weeks for vaginal delivery, 12 weeks for cesarean. But that is for like the whole, you right. know, the whole uh, protocol of work. Like we can do just a few things. We can support your uterus. We can do cranial sacral. We can do super light pressure um, at any point after delivery. Okay. And if it's not abdominal work that we're doing, there's a lot of cranial sacral that can support just working on the head and the neck, kind of working with, you know, the upper back and all of the changes that happen, you know, in the rest of our body during that time. Um, so at any time. Awesome. And I think too, the reason why that is available is because you are very customized, customizable or individual with each um, client that comes to you through not only like your intake form, but the communication prior to them even stepping foot into your space. And so um, that's incredible. And, and two, just to lift maybe any fear that anybody may have surrounding this work just because it's new to them yeah. is it's not something where you go online and, and schedule and there's not um, communication prior to it. It was a very, um, there was a process well before I even laid mm -hmm. on your table. Um, and so I want people to know that to reach out. So what Jennifer and I talked about even prior to recording this episode, because of the work that she does and how um, she has such a great variety of knowledge and therapies and, um, you know, just experience around body work is I think we could talk for hours and hours and hours. And so we would love to hear from you guys who are listening today because Jennifer has been um, amazing and willing to not only be on the mom to mom podcast today, but if you guys have any follow-up questions or would like to learn more about an individual therapy that we touched on today or um, individual symptoms, and we, you want us to go a little bit deeper into those conversations. I know I would love to do it because I learned something, a ton of things every time I talk to Jennifer. Um, but she is willing to come on for a follow-up episode. So if you're listening to this right now, please submit, reach out to me, whether it be, um, you know, through um, the notes section below or on Instagram or through my website. Let me know the specific questions that you have for Jennifer. And I think it would be so much fun to do that follow-up episode and have her answer those specific questions that you guys may have. So Jennifer, can you tell our listeners um, how they can get in touch with you, how they can be surrounded by your amazing energy, whether that be kind of on social media or your website, um, and if you even have availability to see new clients. 
because you're so so skilled and I know you you are in very high demand. Uh, I do have a little bit of a waiting list right now, but please reach out. My website is um, www.hibiscushealingarts.com. And will you have some show notes that I can include some resources? I was just going to say, yep, everything that Jennifer is mentioning right now will be listed below and the links will all be there and available for you and easy to click. Okay, so um, and through that site, you can email me and I can put you on my waiting list. Um, I wouldn't say it's super long right now. I guess it'll just depend on yeah. <laughs> on how many people reach out. But I always, um, and especially pregnant women, I will do whatever I can to to see you, anybody who needs this work. Or there's a few other people in town also that I can refer to. If I can't see somebody immediately, I might reach out to a couple of other people. Um, also, if you're if you're fascinated by just the history of this work, this is my favorite book. I don't know if this will come through. Um, this is uh, Sastoon. Uh, my Apprenticeship with a Maya Healer, written by my teacher, Rosita Arvigo, and it's all um, her and her journey with Dona Lejio Ponte. It doesn't go as directly into the bodywork abdominal pieces. It's more of just, um, she's an herbalist, and he also is an herbalist, and it's more of like her journey meeting him, her journey um, moving to the country of Belize, and just all of what was involved with that living in the rainforest and um it's an amazing book amazing book so that would be one fun um resource to have um trying to think of what else i can share i'll send you some some other links like for castor oil packing awesome. um, things like that to to include that's mm -hmm. so helpful yeah so our listeners if you're in the car or on a walk right now when you have a, have a moment, take a look at our show notes and we will have all of those links and resources available to you. And I was going to follow up and say, because you are in such high demand, do you have some referrals potentially? And you answered that. So Jennifer, thank you so much for joining thank us today. So Thanks for sharing your wisdom and just thank you so much for the work that you do. I hope you know that you make such a difference in so many people's lives. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right, listeners, you have a great day. All right, you guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. If so, please subscribe to our podcast, comment, share, give us feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen, and we will see you next time.